Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I am your host. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I wanted to discuss understanding suicide. Before I do begin, I wanted to do a quick disclaimer. If you are feeling suicidal, if you're thinking about hurting yourself, or are, you are concerned that someone you know may be in danger of hurting him or herself, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 27 talk or one 800 273 So to begin, there are several different reasons why I believe someone would commit suicide. Somebody would, in fact, uh, end their life in this specific way. First reason why someone would do this to themselves is, first of all, because they have been an abuse victim, they have been made to feel helpless, and as a result, when an abuser cannot, when an abuse victim cannot attack their abuser, they attack themselves. So in essence, the all the anger, all the frustration, all the helplessness, all the feelings of rage that they want to put on to the person who's making them feel this way, when it cannot be uh, enacted, when it, they cannot fight back, they attack themselves. And so suicide, in essence, is an attack on oneself. It's, it's murdering. It's the worst type of attack on oneself. Next, it's an attempt to finally escape inner tur- turmoil of an abusive inner critic and impossibly low vibrational negative emotions, most specifically shame. So when a person is living in shame with negative self-talk and low vibrational negative energy, obviously it's extremely painful and uncomfortable, and this is an attempt to get out of these emotions. Uh, in, in a sense, it's I don't wanna be in my body anymore, I don't wanna experience these emotions, so it is a, 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 an attempt to finally end this pain. Next, it's a way of sending a message to their abuser. So you usually find this, or you have a child who's abused by a narcissistic mother or just an exploitive parent, and what they'll do is they'll wanna punish the mother or the parent or the father, uh, and really uh, make them feel badly for what they've done to them, so this is a way of, of by hurting themselves, they can finally find a way to attack their, uh, their abuser. Next, it's a final act of self-sabotage and revenge on oneself. So when a child is helpless, and obviously they cannot attack their abuser because their abuser is bigger and more powerful than them, uh, they hold on to a lot of these negative emotions like I mentioned. Now, when they become an adult, they in essence become the parent to their own inner child. So so self-sabotage in this instance is the child self taking revenge on the adults in their life, but in this case, it's themselves. So it's a way of fighting back towards their abuser. Because the child feels all this frustrating feelings towards the adults in their life, now that you are the adult, or now that the adult to that child self is you, therefore it's taking revenge on the adult self. Now the way I see it is addiction is a slow suicide. When somebody is deciding to put something into their body or, or engage in a compulsion that is going to hurt them, actually on some level it's designed to do that. The person is giving up hope on uh, living a happy and abundant life and as a result they're trying to destroy themselves but they may not uh, be willing or maybe not have the, the strength or the courage to just take their own life and as a result it is a, a way to do this that they can actually uh, not really feel like they're doing it but in fact I believe addiction is a slow attempt of self-destruction and uh, essentially suicide. Now, being narcissistically abusive, when somebody's a narcissist, what they're doing is they're actually treating themselves like hell. They're destroying themselves, and in essence, they have already murdered their inner child. So when they're abusing other people, essentially what they're doing is they're attempting to bring everyone else down with them as they destroy themselves. So we see a, a narcissist, which by the way, is just an addiction. It's an addiction to power and control. They're destroying themselves and then destroying whoever is in their life with them, the codependent or the, 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 the people who are trying to love or help uh, him or her. 
Now, a person who decides to commit suicide, from my perspective, has been murdered way long before they've actually committed the physical act of destroying themselves, of murdering themselves, usually because they have been abused or their spirit has been tormented by somebody else, and as a result, they're living with this torment and their soul, their spirit has been murdered. And as a result, this is just the physical manifestation. The murder might've happened decades ago, 30, 40, maybe even 60, 70 years ago when they were a child. And now they were living with this sort of broken spirit for so long. Finally, they just cannot tolerate any longer. And then the physical act happens much later. I also feel strongly that someone who decides to commit suicide is suffering from shame and feeling helpless and feeling out of control of their life. So. So in essence, suicide is saying, instead of other people making me feel helpless and being in control of me, now I am in control of myself and I get to abuse myself and, and destroy myself the way I decide, as opposed to other people doing it on a whim as they wish. Now, I will point out that if you have been raised in a narcissistic home, that means you have been forced to play a role, which means that you're not being your authentic self and somebody who's not living in alignment with their authentic self, in essence, that is a form of soul murder from my experience, from my understanding and from my experiences. So therefore, if you were raised in a narcissistic home, especially if you were the scapegoat child who has been taking on shame and guilt from your family of origin, you know when you when you do that, you're internalizing this shame, and ultimately you start attacking yourself because now if the family hates you, if the family scapegoating you, then you start to scape your, uh, scapegoat yourself, and as a result, you attack yourself. And like I mentioned earlier, it's a way of fighting and beating up and destroying yourself—a final act of revenge on yourself. The way your family treated you, ultimately now this scapegoat child treats themselves the very same way. It's so important to understand that if you were victimized, then there's most usually gonna be this at least impulse or feeling like you wanna commit suicide throughout your life. The feeling of helplessness, the feeling of rage, all these negative emotions, you feel like there's nothing to do, there's nothing else you can do but just end your life. Now, now throughout my life, I have had times when there I literally could not go on and I wanna commit suicide. What I will say like this, if you are listening to this episode and you've struggled with suicide and feeling like you wanna just end your life, it's important to understand that one of the things you're missing is clarity and hope and hope can only come with clarity. So it's important to understand that you feel shameful, you feel these negative emotions, and those emotions aren't you. And when they lie to you and they, that inner critic berates you and you wanna just escape it, it's important to understand that who you are is not that. And by going inward and understanding the wounds of childhood, the negative emotions that you've experienced, and understanding that you've been living out of, out of alignment with your authentic self, which makes you absolutely live a miserable, painful, and, and really shame-based uh, existence, something that people wanna escape from, so it's important to understand that there is hope. There is healing that can come just because we've gone through these experiences. You are never helpless, you are never hopeless, and you are always one healing journey away from truly understanding what has happened to you, how it's affected you, and ultimately be able to heal your sense of self so you no longer have this desire to take revenge on yourself and to do harmful things to yourself that could cause great damage to yourself and ultimately to the ones who love and appreciate you in your life. So if you are struggling in this way, if you feel tremendously alone and nobody understands you and you feel like, you know what, there's just no point in living, please do reach out and allow me to assist you in healing your wounds of childhood, developing a sense of self so you can feel whole, so you can feel connected and ultimately self-accepting and self-loving so that you no longer have this desire to end your life, but rather have a desire to live and appreciate an abundant lifestyle, which is more than possible, regardless of what you've gone through. There's always hope, as long as you are willing to go inward and heal and really fix the damage from early childhood. I offer a free 15 minute consultation, so please reach out and allow me to assist you in this process of healing. My email is info at yetsapstein.com. You can reach me by phone, 818-210-6049. I wanna thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.